0: Make your winning move today and bet at my bookie. Use promo code Gators and claim your deposit match. Redeemable up to $1,000. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. And Gators Breakdown is proud to partner with America's number one meal kit, HelloFresh. Go to HelloFresh.com GatorsFree and use code GatorsFree for free breakfast for life with active subscription. gators breakdown because there's never a dull moment in gator nation the gators breakdown podcast is ready to go i'm your host david waters you can find me on social media at GatorDave underscore sec and at gators breakdown coming at you hey you know i wasn't gonna go long that 2024 schedule drops you know we're gonna be right here on gators breakdown talking about it and we already knew the opponents, but man, now we finally get to see the lineup of games and it's a doozy. <laughs> we knew it was going to be tough anyway. Uh, but man, it's uh, the way it breaks out, it's pretty tough for Florida. First half of the schedule, a little more manageable. The last half of the schedule, oh, not so manageable, but we'll get into it right here on this episode of Gators Breakdown. We'll go game by game. I'll get my thoughts. I'll try to hop into the chat, get your thoughts on a lot of the schedule as well. But hit that like button. Subscribe to Gators Breakdown if you haven't done so yet. Thank you for joining us live right here. If you're watching us live on YouTube, doesn't cost a thing. just really helps us out a whole lot. Just hit that like button. really, really helps us out. Live replay. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Subscribe as well, right here on YouTube, your favorite podcast platform. All that goes a long way in really helping us right here on Gators Breakdown. And, of course, hey, schedule talk like crazy going on right now on the Gators Breakdown Plus Discord. You can join in on the conversation. Link is in the description. You get access to that Discord, the extra episodes, ad-free episodes of Gators Breakdown, GatorsBreakdown.com newsletter, all that good stuff. Link is in the description to join Gators Breakdown Plus. So, all right, let's get to it right quick. Before we, I'm sure a lot of you guys have already seen it, but we'll go through it. Um, but we, we got to remember, a lot of this, or all of this, comes about because Texas and Oklahoma joining the SEC and the, and the conference expanding to now 16 teams. And as the SEC was trying to figure out how to move forward with scheduling the 2024 opponents, hey, like I said, we've known about this since June. We've known the opponents just didn't know when. Finally got the win tonight. So this schedule, of course, is only a one-year deal before it's different next season. Um, in this one-year schedule, SEC teams will still play eight conference games plus one required opponent from the ACC, Big Ten, Big 12, or a major independent in the 2024 season. Moving forward, the conference will eliminate divisional standings, so no more East-West, of course. The SEC championship game will feature the top two teams in the SEC at the end of the regular season, SEC championship game is December seventh, twenty twenty four. All right, so without further ado, here is the Gators twenty twenty four schedule. I put the regular season records up of the opponents, so you kind of get a feel. Look, like we all know, we all followed the game, and we know how tough it was going to be. Uh, but I put the regular season records up of the teams Florida plays. Now, I'm not worrying about bowl games; didn't worry about the conference championship games either. But we know who these teams are, and of course, the big one. To start the season, in-state rival Miami comes to the Swamp. Went 7-5 and this past year. So, first game in August, August 31st, we get that August start. Last time we played Miami, of course, was in Orlando. That was an August game, that Week 0 game, of course. So, matching back up against the Hurricanes, both coaches in their third year, Billy Napier, Mario Cristobal, they come to the Swamp to take on the Gators. And then the only layup Florida has on the season is the next week. Samford comes to the swamp nine seven September seventh. They went six and five this past year, um, but like I said, that's the only quote unquote, unquote cupcake. That's the, the 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 easy game. So you know if there are some easy games, yes, this is or should be. So look at it that way, and then you got the third straight home game to kick the season off. Texas A and M new coach Mike Elko comes into the swamp. Went seven and five this past year. Fired Jimbo Fisher, Mike Yelko, of course, comes in and has to change. Oh, Sean Spencer, Gator's defensive line coach from the past two years, will be on the sideline as well for the Aggies. They come to the swamp as Florida Place, Texas AM again. Um, so that is September 14th, and then the first road trip of the year, September 21st at Mississippi State. So playing both. New head coaches back to back. Jeff Levy there at Mississippi State takes over. So you get two first time head coaches back to back. Mike Elko, and Texas AM at home. The next week, September 21st, Mississippi State, the Bulldogs come to the Swamp. Uh, Florida goes to Starkville to take on Mississippi State. Uh, they finished this past season five and seven. Two bye weeks this year. The first one will be September 28th two bye weeks for the 2024 schedule, and then Florida returns home for a game. Central Florida, UCF, comes to the Swamp 6-6 and this past season. Of course, they'll be coming in, trying to make a statement. Gus Malzon leading the way there for UCF, their first year in the Big 12 this past year. Uh, so now, uh, as a Big 12 member, will come to the Swamp on October the 5th. Then the Gators go on the road for the second time, October twelfth at Tennessee. Tennessee finished eight and four. Florida with the big win over Tennessee, the best win of the season in the swamp this past year, and of course Tennessee changing quarterbacks. Joe Milton on the way out. I am eleven, probably steps in there at quarterback for Tennessee. That one is on the road once again, October twelfth. Then Florida returns home for what a series that of course they have struggled in recently. Kentucky, as we already sit here on this Wednesday, December 6, 13th, um, we see they are hitting the transfer portal hard once again. Uh, so Kentucky will come to the Swamp October 19th. Of course, they finished 7-5 and five this past year, ran all over Florida, and will be Florida's home game after going on the road to Knoxville. And then another bye week. Of course, this one comes the week before Georgia. So, like I said, the second bye week, of course, of the season comes right before Georgia, and Georgia sets up a brutal, brutal, brutal November for the Florida Gators. Of course, it's just hard enough. You have to play Georgia, one of the best teams in the country. Of course, undefeated this past year, go to the SEC Championship game, get beat by Alabama for their first loss of the year. That is November 2nd. World's Largest Outdoor Cocktail Party. Georgia and Jacksonville. And then, probably the highlight of the schedule, just because it changes, the reason all this is being done like this in the first place, Texas coming into the SEC. You go to Jacksonville, and then the week later, November 9th, go to Austin, take on the Texas Longhorns. Probably the highlight. I know many people already planning to go to that one, have been planning to go to that one. Quinn, you to be returning for Texas, a playoff team this year. 11-1 in the Big 12, their final season in the Big 12. Florida goes on the road, November 9th, to take on Texas. Then return home for two games, the first one being November 16th. LSU comes to the Swamp, 9-3 this past year. Jaden Daniels wins the Heisman. Of course, they got to replace him at the quarterback spot. But coming to the Swamp, Florida... Has not beaten LSU since 2018. That game, also in the Swamp. Move forward one more week. Ole Miss comes to town November 23rd. A record of 10-2 this year, of course. There are only two losses, not close, to Alabama and to Georgia. Jackson Dart returns. Lane Kiffin hit the transfer portal hard. They come to the Swamp to take on the Gators late in the season. And then, of course, the season ender on the road, November 30th at Florida State, undefeated. ACC champions left out of the college football playoff. Jordan Travis will not be a part of that team next year at the quarterback spot, so they'll be changing quarterbacks, losing some talent from this past year. We'll see how they address the transfer portal, but we'll still be part of a brutal, brutal November for the Gators. I mean, this is like one of those, and the game's coming back out this year, the video game, you know, NCAA football, it would be coming out in July this is one of those schedules you make on that game. Now you don't even have to make it. You'll pop in the Dell. You'll download the game. You'll pop in the disc. You'll pull up the, the controller, and you'll get ready to play, a, you know, start a dynasty with Florida, and you don't even have to touch the schedule. If you want to get rid of Sanford, I guess you can, but I mean, this is a schedule you would kind of build on a video game, and this is the schedule Florida finds themselves in right here in 2024. It's... um. It's brutal, guys. It is is a tough, tough schedule. One more time, quickly. Miami at home. Sanford at home. Texas A&M at home. At Mississippi State on the road. Then a bye week. UCF at home. Go on the road to Tennessee after that. Then Kentucky at home. Bye week. And then the brutal November. Once again, Georgia in Jacksonville. Then at Texas. Hosting LSU. Hosting Ole Miss. And then... On the road for the finale at Florida State. Brutal. <laughs> God, that's that, that's that's about the, the best word for it. Uh, honestly, um, we didn't know how it was going to break out. Of course, it's broken out in a way. Whereas the, there's a first half of a schedule and a second half of the schedule, and the first half is manageable. Second half, you better build some equity in that first half of the season. That, and we just saw what Florida did. In November this past year, and even with a game that was supposed to be a layup in Arkansas. Um, no, you don't get that. You don't get that here uh in, in this in, in this November stretch of 2024. Um and this schedule would be a lot more fun if Florida was you know where we want this team to be. I mean, this would be a fun schedule, but now the the blowback or the the response that I've gotten, it's been blowback, it's been such a brutal schedule. I can't even enjoy it because look how you know, we're not good. Look at who we got to play now. Um, kind of rules the excitement of the schedule just because of the stature of Florida right now. And I, I get it. You know, it's a, it's a very tough slate for, uh, um, uh, Billy, a, you know, a coach and Billy Napier that needs to show a lot of progress and he's got to show a progress against this against that schedule. That's tough. That's a, the, um, I don't have I don't any man trying to dig out of a, a, a somewhat of a hole and trying to turn this thing around when you open up in Miami, Texas a and a couple weeks later. And then that November, I mean, that's that, that's brutal. That's uh, that's hard. That, that's a tough, tough ask right there. But hey, it's year three. You've built this team up to this point. You got to show progress, no matter what the schedule shows, no matter what these games right here show. Got to show that progress. And that's going to be pretty tough, pretty tough to do uh, right here. But hey, we'll get into a little bit more talk. And I'll get into some of your comments as well. But before we do, don't pass up a chance for easy cash this holiday season. Use my bookie. My bookie has the biggest online selection of odds and contests. So you can fill all your sports betting needs anytime, anywhere. You can turn that sports knowledge into cash in your wallet. Bet on the NFL, all these college bowl games coming up starting this weekend. Or you can play for a share of big cash prizes in the weekly Blackjack tournaments. If you've been waiting for the right time to get in on the action, well, that time is now. Make your winning move today. Sign up at MyBookie, use promo code GATERS, and claim your deposit match, redeemable, up to $1,000. Again, that is promo code GATERS to claim your bonus. Experience the thrill of sports betting right from the comfort of your home. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. And it is the most wonderful time of the year, and you can make it more wonderful by using America's number one meal kit, HelloFresh. Proud sponsors of Gators Breakdown. Your holiday shopping is made easier by shopping online, so why not make your meal prep easier too this holiday season? Skip that extra grocery store trip and instead get fresh ingredients and delicious recipes delivered right to your door with HelloFresh. The most wonderful time of the year can also be the season of saving. actually save money this month with fresh recipes delivered. Cheaper than takeout. And with pre-portioned ingredients, you'll never waste money on excess food. And one of my favorites now, HelloFresh, that has that breakfast and saves me so much time in the morning. That turkey, sausage, and cheese, egg bites, pop them in the microwave and boom, tasty, fast, hot breakfast. Still looking for that different kind of gift this holiday season? Well, go to HelloFresh.com slash GatorsFree and use code GatorsFree for free breakfast for life. One breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash GatorsFree with code GatorsFree. All right, let's get back into a little bit of schedule talk here. Only four true road games here for the Gators at Mississippi State, at Tennessee, at Texas, at Florida State. So catch a bit of a little bit of a break there, of course. I'm not having to go out of... The swamp too much, but you know, just just looking at it o- overall, that's just a a sliver, a sliver of um, positivity <laughs> with the schedule and, and how it breaks out. But you can, I mean, you can take a look at it. Of course, I'll, I'll pull it up one more time. You can definitely see it is the first half and the second half. Um, I mean, the best record. In the first seven games, is a uh, eight and four Tennessee team you beat this past season. Miami, seven and five. Sanford, six and five. Texas A&M seven and five this past season. Mississippi State, five and seven this past season. UCF, six and six. Tennessee, eight and four. Then Kentucky, seven and five, of course. Uh, you're starting to back half of the schedule, but did beat Florida last year. And then if you just look at it in that November, starting with Georgia, 12 and 0. Georgia, 11-1 Texas, 9-3 LSU, 10-2 Ole Miss, 12-0 Florida State. That's what those teams did this past year. I mean, that November run of Georgia, Texas, LSU, Ole Miss, and Florida State are five of the top 13 teams in the current college football playoff. I mean, you had Georgia, Texas, and FSU just a couple of weeks ago in on that Sunday conversation of all making the college football playoff. That's how brutal brutal this schedule is. Uh, It it, it added up, those five teams only had six regular season losses between them. One less than Florida had by themselves. Florida had seven losses on the season. Those last five teams on the 2024 schedule had six by themselves. Florida had seven. That is no favors. No favors done. Two years in a row in November, of course, but you know, Florida didn't even take care of their own business this past November. So what you hope for is you know so a lot of the steps forward, the development that's supposed to be there in year three, guys that you've played a whole lot this these past couple of years gotta pay off. A good start needs to pay off. You know, it's you can build some momentum by beating a Miami first game of the season. Texas AM game three, UCF later on. I mean, you got two in state rivals. Right here in Miami and Central Florida, you can build some mojo there. Tennessee in that first half—I mean, you can, you can, you can build upon. You can build some equity, and you're going to need to build some equity. Equity. I mean, that that last half of the schedule is brutal. It's hard. It's tough. In every measurable now, maybe other teams can disappoint, but you're not going to bank on that. But um, face all Power Four is the Power Four now, not Power Five. State of Florida teams, Miami, Central Florida, Florida State. So Florida plays all of them. You know, can't play themselves, of course, but Miami, UCF now in the Big 12, Florida State in the ACC, Miami in the ACC. So only, you know, four power conferences now. And Florida plays all of the ones that are in the state of Florida. We need to take advantage of early season run. Got to do that. Especially, you know, just got this back to back games versus the first year head coaches. Elko, AM, a lot of talent at his disposal. Levy, Mississippi State, probably has a lot to make up for. But tough schedule in the sense, you know, that there's only one cupcake. You know, Florida's Florida's level of play pretty much has to be has to be there week in and week out. And I look at it this way if every opponent Florida has on this schedule plays an average game, what does that mean for Florida? What does that look like in terms of difficulty if, you know, all those teams play an average game? I mean, you got to factor in how good you think Florida can be, will be, should be. But the schedule is harder because, you know, Florida doesn't look as strong. So if every opponent plays the average, how hard does that make this Gator schedule look? You know, sure, you hope to catch one of these good teams on a bad day, catch it, catch some breaks, but you can't bank on that. Yeah, so if Florida gets everyone's average game, how many How many wins does that equate to? And there's only two games Florida might can play a quote-unquote bad game and win. That's Sanford and, and maybe Mississippi State. Maybe. I mean, that's pushing it there against Mississippi State. I mean, I, I, that is a maybe. You can play a bad game and win that game. But besides that, Florida will go, is going to have to either match every team to get a win Play their best while the other team plays average or a bad game. And that's kind of how I like to judge a schedule. If every team plays average, how do I think Florida plays against that if they're what we think they are? And makes for a very tough schedule here. Very tough. You're not catching a whole lot of breaks. You got to hope, hey, Georgia has a bad day or Texas has a bad day. LSU has a bad day. Ole Miss, ba- bad day. Florida State. Not many games that you can have a bad day and win. Florida's not that program right now. So Florida's going to have to play really good. Average, above average, and hope that on that Saturday that other team on the other sideline comes back to the pack. But is that really going to happen? A whole lot when you start looking at this? I mean, it is. Week in, week out, no weeks off. With the way the SEC is now constructed the way you went out of conference and scheduled a Miami and scheduled Central Florida. Look, I'm all for the big games. Now schedule them all in one season. Doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to me, but that's the way they chose to do it, (laughs) but not a big fan of that. Uh, but like I said, if Florida was what Georgia is right now, or Texas, or LSU, you'd be looking so forward to all these big games. And what a home schedule! I mean, if you got season tickets this year and you get to see Miami come to the swamp and UCF and Kentucky and LSU, Old Miss come to the swamp. But instead, I hear and see a lot of dread. Of man, these are gonna be losses. You know, this November stinks, and you know, in the season, zero and five, and. Doesn't really break out also. It's 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 very backloaded. It is it is really backloaded. Now we don't know, you know, things change. Happen, college football. I mean, is Georgia gonna be George, well, Georgia's gonna be about the same level. Texas probably as well. You know, they've built up to this point. LSU, a quarterback change, Jaden Daniels out. So what what do they look like? Old Miss might even be better than they were this past year. Probably should be in a lot of ways. And then Florida State, how do they use the transfer portal once again? I don't think they will be quite as good as they were this year. That's asking a lot. That's I think a little bit of detriment to this year's team and how good they probably were. FSU's not going to be as good, but that doesn't mean anything, you know, for Florida. I mean, maybe uh, you know, called, you caught a break this year because Jordan Travis being out, but that doesn't mean you can just, uh, you know, Florida State's changing roster, change quarterback, change. That should be a win. No, there's not a should be win on here besides Sanford. That's where Florida is right now I'm not even counting Mississippi State as a okay, maybe looking as a, as a should win there's not there's not another one UCF probably put put that one on there as well you know Sanford, bottom rung, Mississippi State, UCF, step above that, everybody else there's not a should win on there. so maybe maybe three should wins, but I mean Florida was five and seven there are not many should be wins, even Mississippi State, even UCF. You can twist my arm and say, okay, they should be wins. For Florida, yeah, they should be. For this Florida, I can't say that. I can't confidently say that. I mean, right now, I'd pick Florida versus Mississippi State. I'd pick Florida versus UCF. But man, that can change. That can certainly change by the time we get to September 21st and October 5th. Just not, not many days you can have a bad game and expect to win. That's not where Florida is. Kind of excited, though, with Texas and Oklahoma coming in. Florida will have Texas this year. One more time. That is November 9th at Texas. Should have Oklahoma next year. I believe the deal was you play Texas and Oklahoma, or Texas and Oklahoma have to play every SEC team in the first two years during the conference. So next year, Florida should get Oklahoma. And I would assume since Florida's at Texas this year, Oklahoma will probably come to the swamp next year. Maybe I'm overthinking that. Maybe the SEC hasn't really decided that. But that would be my guess. I'm going to take a peek over here. At the comments. JC, did I mess that up? That game's not at, or that game's not in uh, Starkville. Or is that is that what you're talking about? Did I mess that one up? It's got to be right. Maybe you're talking about something else. Uh, I'll pull it up somewhere else just to make sure I put it right. Unless I'm, uh I see everybody else putting the word brutal in there. I know I said it a whole lot. <laughs> but Yeah, it is at Mississippi State. So, uh, okay, I'm sorry. I don't know where the not at. Uh oh, okay, I see what you're saying. Now I see what you're saying. I came into the comment, like, don't play well there at Starbucks. No, we don't. And, man, Mississippi State, I mean, Florida's had some tough luck, even at home in the swamp. I remember, when was it, 2010? Yeah, it had to be twenty ten because Florida's only loss was in was in in, in oh was in the championship game, SEC championship game. So yeah, so Dan Mullen comes into the swamp with Mississippi State beats Urban Meyer in Florida. Um, yeah, Mississippi State's been pretty tough. Uh, What's so the last time we've played there? Would be what eighteen when Mullen is head coach going there uh, and getting Donovan Steiner getting the sack late in the game. Uh, but yeah, everybody, thanks for hopping in here. I know uh, I didn't, wasn't sure when I was going to be able to go live here. Of course, the SEC network you had to kind of do their spill. and then I put together most of the schedule myself by looking at other uh, other schedules that have been released for other teams and leaks for them. And then a uh, uh, good shout out to um, All Gators uh, Fan Nation, um, the SI site. There is that good all. I uh, had put the schedule together, so I was able to figure in the like last little three spots that I was still kind of waiting for. So able to get uh, you guys a bit earlier. Uh, JC says, oh, man, I'm not seeing many wins if we play like we did this year. And that's the thing. I mean, if Florida is the same team we saw this past year or anything close to it, then you don't see much better than five and seven with this schedule, and maybe even worse. Like I said, this is a brutal schedule. There's only one for sure win, and that is Sanford. And then, like I said, should be wins, Mississippi State, UCF, everything after that, there's no confidence that. now Florida Florida can beat a Tennessee, can beat a Kentucky, can beat a Texas A&M, but there's there's not should be wins. Not should be. All right. Sean Arnold says five and seven might be a good year. <laughs> um, if it wasn't for year one and year two under Billy Napier, you might, five and seven at Florida, no. I mean, it, that's not ever really good. Don't get me wrong. I, I get the kind of playful comments that we're uh, we're doing here just because of how bad Florida has been. Because of how bad Florida has been, five and seven, five and seven with this schedule is certainly much better than five and seven from what we just saw, <laughs> but uh, there'll be, be a couple, maybe a couple of good wins in, in five and seven. Uh, but no, like I said, yeah, you know, and we got plenty of time to talk about this um, leading up to the season, but kind of while we're talking about the schedule and I mean, look, this is year three for Billy Napier. This is kind of what you, the way you chose to build the roster going through the high school recruiting ranks, not hit the transfer portal, hot and heavy the first couple of cycles. I mean, this is the way you build it. You build it to this point. We should start seeing the development. Uh, take over uh, right now now it does stink that you lose a you know some players like a an etn and a human meal and that you could have in your arsenal for a schedule like this uh, but you got one more chance to hit the transfer portal for some instant impact guys lobby youth has played the last couple of years i mean if it's gonna pay off it has to pay off in year three all this development all these reps that these young guys have taken the last couple of years need to pay off it is year three this is what you've built towards you don't get more than year threes. It shows some heavy progress and heavy progress is needed in year three for Billy Napier after going six and seven and five and seven. Uh, Soldier Slim. Hopefully still in here. Sorry. I came back to the comments kind of late. What game do you think will be homecoming? Oh, I don't know. Let's see. I could see. Would they do it as early as UCF? October 5th, I could see Kentucky or LSU to 16th. I didn't think it'd be one of those three games, UCF, Kentucky or LSU. Um, Florida used to, Florida's had LSU for homecoming before uh, and also used to have those late season homecoming games, but those late season homecoming games used to be the cupcake before Florida state. Uh, But I don't know. UCF, Kentucky, LSU. Of course, I, I think that's the easy route to go there. I don't think they'll host it early as early in the season. As Texas A and M on September fourteenth, so yeah, UCF, Kentucky, or LSU. I, probably Kentucky. Get right there, uh, October nineteenth date. Okay, don't want to have too much silence here, Mister Wiggs. What what does our schedule rank nationally? I'm not sure where it ranks nationally. Um, it's got to be tops to me. I mean, my South Carolina buddy. I'll just read the. The text he sent me, uh, of course, and uh, just just lets you know what they think outside of Florida. And this was before he didn't know Florida's last two games were going to be Ole Miss and, and Florida State. And he goes Georgia, Texas, and LSU, back to back to back, brutal. And I thought our three straight of Ole Miss, Bama, and Oklahoma was rough. <laughs> so this is coming from uh, hey, that's another thing about this twenty twenty four schedule. I mentioned no divisions, but guys, there is no South Carolina. There's no Missouri. There's no Vanderbilt on the schedule. That's what we got to remember here. We don't have the traditional way we have watched SEC football since the early '90s. We don't have three teams besides Missouri who came in in 2012. Uh, but from what we've been used to seeing, we don't have those teams anymore. This you know, Florida, does not. Florida doesn't have the. Well, they're not layups anymore, of course. Uh, but you'd rather have Missouri than Ole Miss this year. You'd rather have South Carolina than Texas. I'm just saying as far as difficulty goes. I mean, that's how different the, the schedule is this year. You don't have, you don't have, uh, I don't even want to say breathers just because of where Florida is right now. You know, none of those are. You know, South Carolina's still a thorn in Florida's side, even though you got to win over them this past year. Last second win, of course, they beat Florida two years ago, have been competitive versus Florida. Missouri, we just saw what they did to Florida late in the season, but, you know, another heartbreaking loss there for Florida. Lost to Vanderbilt last year, so, you know, there's no pushovers, even with those three teams, but you'd rather have some combination of those three than what Florida has in November right now for 2024. Sorley says people are ignorant if you expect a huge turnaround with this schedule, year three or not. Don't be ignorant. Yeah, but I don't know how much that weighs in the whole Billy Napier has dug himself in now with the record the past two years. Um some people will say, you know, some people are gonna hold it against no matter what, because it's year three. And you know, right or wrong, fair or unfair. It's kind of where it's it, where it is right now. You didn't you could have had Year one and year two to build a little bit of equity and get more of a pass for this season, but that's didn't happen. So are we just we automatically just have to pencil in? Well, this schedule is hard, so you get a, another pass. That 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 doesn't that, work at Florida. Now I ain't saying go win like you said. Maybe huge turnaround. Man, Florida's not winning ten games with this. They ain't winning nine games with this. Eight wins with this schedule would be good would be good and certainly would earn earn Billy Napier another year. But the first two years there was the chance to build some equity. Those games, the inexcusable games, the Vanderbilt game last year, the Arkansas game this past season, you know, chances to build some equity in the season overall wasn't done. So now, right or wrong, fair or unfair, that makes this 2020, 2024 schedule even more important. But yeah, I'm sure there'll be some rankings coming out of uh, here. I mean, you can already tell because of the opponents. We knew who the opponents were going to be. It's even harder now because of the way this November shakes out. But you'll probably be able to find some strength of schedule rankings coming out pretty soon for 2024. I can't imagine anybody having one harder. I just, I can't. And this is not a bias. This is not an orange and blue glasses type of thing. Nobody would choose to play Georgia, Texas, LSU, Ole Miss, Florida State, five games in a row. Nobody would choose that. Nick Saban wouldn't choose that. Kirby Smart wouldn't choose that. Nobody would. Now, get me wrong, Florida didn't choose it either. <laughs> it just got, just got worked out that way. And there you go, JC. That's kind of it. You know, you're you're adding an excuse on top of an excuse at this point. This year's excuse, the team was young. Next year's excuse will be brutal schedule. Okay, what's, what's the excuse going to be in year four? I'm sure somebody will find another excuse. And I ain't saying Billy, fire Billy Napier. Now. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying year three is big. Year three is important, no matter how hard this 2024 schedule is. There has to be tangible signs of progress, and it's going to be tough. But they forgot. I see some familiar faces. hadn't seen in quite a bit. Chris and JC and Harrison, what's up? George, hey George, what's up? We should win the bye week, so that's two wins right there, says Matt S. <laughs> um, go back to the bye weeks one more time. It is after Mississippi State. so Mississippi State, September 21st. Bye week, September 28th, and that is between Mississippi State and UCF. And then, of course, you get the bye week before Georgia. That is between Kentucky and Georgia. A lot of bi-week jokes in there. There we go. (laughs) Oh man, it's a thin line. Chris, Chris does bring up a good point. How do you give a new coach a fair shot? Well, he's not new anymore. This would be year three. How do you give a coach a fair shot? Like everyone wants Florida to go eight and four, nine and three, but will Billy be judged fairly? I mean, if this thing is heading in the right direction. Does that mean eight wins? I can't answer that for you. What? Okay, maybe maybe you guys can fire back in the comment section with this. If it's heading in the right direction. And I don't even know what that looks like to you. How many wins is this schedule? If it's heading in the right direction, what what would you want to see? What would you want to see for tangible progress, tangible success? If it's heading in the right directions, how many wins does that mean to you? Yeah, Big Pizza Daddy, like I said, schedule hadn't come out yet of when you were going to play who. I mean, we've kind of known most of the schedule. uh, But of course, we didn't know where Ole Miss was going to be mostly, where LSU was going to be, Mississippi State. It takes saying, I believe we're like the only four schools that we kind of left uh, where where that would be on the schedule. Gator fan, Kavan. Sorry, I can't. I'm not sure. I, I can easily see a 5 and 0 or 4 and 1 start if the offense and defensive lines are stable. I mean, you could see that. You absolutely could see that. I mean, what a 5 and 2 this past year going into Georgia game. I mean, so five and zero, four and one's doable. Miami, Sanford, Texas A&M, Mississippi State, UCF, five and zero, four and one are doable, absolutely doable. I mean, throw Tennessee in there too. Like I said, that's the it's the first six games. Four and two, probably. Is that what you're probably looking at? But then the way it shakes out, four and two can easily turn into five and seven again. Maybe one more win against Kentucky to get five. And then you have that brutal five game stretch to end the season. It can play out a lot like this past year played out. It really can. You follow that up, Gator fan. Kavon Caven, sorry. Not as bad. Not as bad as the schedule as I first thought, now looking at it. Yep, it it, it is, like I said, it's it's split. First half, second half. So, uh, let me scroll to the bottom here. Q Lee! See him in here again as well. If it's not nine plus wins, Billy can hit the door. There are... there are potentially seven wins on the schedule if our offensive and defensive lines are solid. That's it. I mean, it does start in the trenches, probably. Mister Bassman says I agree with nine. Gabe says seven or eight. Going to the question as you know, what does success, what does progress look like? Ryan Sardula says I want ten. Well, I, I would. I want that as well. <laughs> um, don't think we're getting it, man. You get ten out of this. What a what a turnaround. What a job. Uh, Snake Burrito seven and five with clear and obvious improvements to the defense and play calling. Now, of course, we got to see how the schedule plays out, or how it plays out as well. How much time is maybe DJ Lagway getting? Is he like a Tim Tebow type, where he's coming in and getting some, getting some snaps? How much do you use him? Are you competitive? I mean, I don't even want to go that far. I mean, if it's zero and five at the end of the year, you know, to end the season, but we were competitive versus Georgia, Texas, LSU, Ole Miss, and Florida State. Okay, what does that mean record-wise? I think... Margin of margin of loss ain't going to really get you a whole lot of love in year three. Q Lee says nine wins. Chad Snell, I'll probably agree with you a good bit right here, buddy. With the transfer portal and how other teams bring freshmen and still win, being young is an excuse for can't adapt to the times. Ooh, hard to disagree with a lot of that. Ron Cerdula eight. Mister Wigg says seven or eight. T Matt, here we go, winning every game at home. So let's take a look at that because that would mean one, two, three, four, five, six, seven wins if you win all the all the home games, and that would mean wins over Miami, Sanford, Texas Indiana, UCF. Kentucky, LSU, Ole Miss. There's some, there'd be some good wins there. If those teams are very similar to what they were this past year, there, that would be that would be some good wins there. Miami would probably be a pretty good win. We'll see what they do. You know, they're hitting the transfer portal for a quarterback. So we'll see what that means. It'd be a, maybe a new quarterback for them in game one of the season. The win over Ole Miss, I think, means a whole lot more now than it used to. Finally beating LSU. Would mean a whole lot. There'd be some good wins in a winning every game at home scenario. I think Breeder brings up a good point and something we cannot overlook. The way this team has played on the road the past two years give me no confidence that we can just roll into Starkville and push them around. Hey, let's take a look at all the road games one more time because, hey, yeah, that has been a point of contention with Billy Napier at Mississippi State, at Tennessee, at Texas, at Florida State. Yeah, given what we've seen the last couple of years, why should we feel comfortable or confident in road wins? Chris Roswell says, this isn't your dad's Florida. We need to accept that we are what we are. Building is a process when you have 12 true freshmen kind of speaks for itself. Okay, well, where was the development from a lot of the guys that did have experience? That's a point of contention for me. Also, I'm not asking Billy Napier to be Steve Spurrier, Urban Meyer right now. I'm asking him to make a bowl game, not be five and seven, not be six and seven. I don't think most people are not asking Billy Napier to go out there and win an SEC championship game right now. But there needs to start being some signs of progress on the field, and then of course, you know, with the way recruiting might be finishing up, it, it only heightens the results are going to matter even more. So yeah, no, there. I know Florida's not my dad's Gators. You no, know, the Gators I grew up watching with and hosting SEC championship trophies. I'm not asking them to be that right now. Savo Fleming, we got to catch a game next year, Dave. I'm out here in your neck of the woods. Uh, yeah, if you're in Jacksonville or, you I've been Gainesville, hit me up. Got the tailgate going. This is a sobering thought and can happen. We could have three losses by the second by week. Could have three losses by the first bye week. (laughs) I hate to say that, but you could. Miami, Texas A&M, Mississippi State. That could be three losses before the first bye week. I wouldn't pick it, but it's possible. It's possible. Joseph Pisani says, can't imagine us winning more than four or five. We'll be competitive in most games, but Billy finds a way to mess it up. That's another thing, you know, if he is still learning on the job somewhat in the SEC, now you'd hope there'd be a lot more that would bleed over from his time in Louisiana to what we see here in the SEC, but maybe he is still learning and piles all this together with young talent developing. Maybe he doesn't mess it up anymore. i of going to my next point that big pizza daddy throw in. Thanks for the donation here. Record aside. No 13 or 10 players on the field, better clock management, make tackles be at least one rival looking what we're looking for. No matter. And look, that's a good point. No matter the teams on this schedule, no matter what we see in November. Can we see the things that just need to be better on the field? That might equate to an upset. That might equate to some more wins. Inexcusable penalties, the clock management, physicality in the tackles and in the trenches. Tennessee's the only rival you've beaten so far. One win out of Tennessee, Florida State, LSU, Georgia. Only one in two seasons. Q Lee, you, 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 you go on this one almost every year and the Miami game would tell us everything. And I forget who you've said that for with uh, in, in the past. And I think sometimes it does go a long way uh, in, in, in telling you what you need to know uh, right here personally for you um, there. But uh, yeah, that Miami game will probably tell us a whole lot. And I don't want to kiss away a season because of one game. And I won't, but you might be right. You know, we go back and look at it, maybe compile it all. Maybe that might, when we go back and look at it, you know, maybe kind of like this year, the Utah game is the first game of the season, in some ways did kind of tell us. You know, road issues were going to continue, penalty issues were going to continue Maybe not being able to run the ball as good as you want to—that kind of bled over all year. No, not quite that bad. That was one of the worst performances of the season. Was that first game of the season running the ball? But yeah, I mean, we won't know at the time. You, I think you're saying you probably will, but yeah. I think the passing game took a big step from Utah to game 12 or game 11 when Mertz was the guy. Gator fan. Say it one more time. Kaven, Kavan, sorry. I agree. There at least has to be some type of progress for me to feel great about Billy again. All right. Good stuff, guys. Thanks for hopping on here. Chris says one more time. Honestly, I give Billy benefit of the doubt because I am giving him the opportunity to fix and or address the excuses I see. Bad play calling, recruiting, developing penalties, hope. Chris, I, I I was there. Right there. I there was a lot of benefit of the doubt. I was giving him in year one and year two. I I'm probably on board with you there too. Not now moving forward. This, you know, I'm at the I'm at the threshold right now. It, that, that threshold's been passed. I got to see some. I got to start seeing some wins. You got to start seeing those things equate to wins. Yeah, Q said Kentucky 2022 and Utah this past year. That's where the, the games hit that were going to tell him where this Florida team was. Joseph Pasani says, Dave, better hit the tailgate real hard to get through some of these home games. Woo, man. Tailgating is going to be good for Miami. And hey, it'd be good for Sanford too, guys. I'm telling you. Never lost a tailgate. That is the saying of Harmonic Woods. We've never lost a tailgate. So uh, it doesn't matter who Florida plays. It doesn't matter what time the game is. Tailgating is there. (laughs) So yeah. But tailgating for Miami and Texas A&M and UCF, Kentucky, LSU, Ole Miss. Woo be some good tailgating scene right there in Gainesville. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for hopping on here, looking at this 2024 schedule. Everybody hit that like button. I see you guys in there too, asking people to like it as well. Thanks for all that. Thanks for the support. And, uh, Hey, we'll be, uh, we'll break this schedule down even more in the next coming months. Luke, looking forward to this 2024 schedule. Of course, next week, early signing day. We'll have some episodes in between then as well. But, of course, recruiting never stops. Got you covered right here on Gators Breakdown. That'll do it for this episode of Gators Breakdown. I am your host, David Waters. You can find me on social media at GatorDave underscore SEC. Guys and girls out there, thank you for joining me on this episode of Gators Breakdown.